Good evening, gamers, and welcome to 8-Bit Movie Review, the podcast where we watch movies based off video games, and this has been our Halloween run, and I am Count Andrew Gonzalez, and here... Why wouldn't it be Count Andrula? <laughs> Oh my god! Okay, I'm gonna... I, 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 no, don't edit it out. Count Andrewa! Andrewa! See, I can't say it, that's why. And here with me is my co-host. Joshua Edgington and not anyone else ever. Igor! Josh Gore! My co-host, Josh Gore. And for our fourth Halloween special movie... We have done Resident Evil. <laughs> there was some like more Sorry. narrative than that. <laughs> so we've done the 2002 Resident Evil. I'm gonna give you a disclaimer right now, Andrew. I am a super Resident Evil fan. Whole series, all of them, even the new ones with a different story. Fucking love them. So I am going to have an incredibly biased Apparently. review of this movie. I find no fault in it, and I love it. <laughs> Clearly, I'm exaggerating. So we already know what Josh's yeah, yes. Josh's scores are going to be. You know, um, uh, they're high. They're they're pretty high. Not all of them. Well, not the bad one. This movie was directed by Paul W. S. Anderson, who directed the original Mortal Kombat movie. Okay, and he's already he, can see it because you know they took some care, even though it was janky back then. Yeah, uh, and they did the same thing here. Um, did, um, and, you know, he regretted not sticking on for Mortal Kombat Annihilation and kicks himself saying it's probably why it went the way it did. And I think we mentioned this in our previous episode. Um, did you know who was supposed to direct this movie? I did not. Uh, George R. Romero. George R. George R. Romero? <laughs> yeah, George. That's a really easy name to say. George A. Romero. <laughs> I don't know why I said oh, Jordan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes makes sense. Do you know who that is? Yeah, the guy that did the uh, Dawn of the Dead movies. Night, Night of the Living Dead. Night too. of the Living Dead. He Dawn of the Dead, is yeah. the master of zombie movies. He's he's the big big yeah like master of horror. He's a legend, dude. Mm-hmm. But apparently his script was too violent that the production company ended up firing him. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they they did that a lot in those movies, especially like the later ones where like the zombies started getting smart and 
Yeah, they they really showed a lot of gore in those movies. But it was also supposed. It was also going to be more based on the video game. Like Romero's known for. Um, he had an assistant, and he had her like play all three games and like tell him like about it. And mm-hmm. he like Jill was supposed to be in the original like the first movie, like a couple characters from yeah. all three. But the production company wanted something different. Um, you know, Anderson came in and he, I think, had the same idea as the production company. They they wanted to make a movie that, if you weren't big into the games, you could still enjoy it. But it uses, like, assets from the game. Yeah. Or they try to, in some cases. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they made... What? What did they make in the box office? They made over 103 million. Yeah. This was only made for 33 million. So yeah, this movie but... was like a success. So it was. it was a success. And I did. For 2002, see... this is a I... good movie. And 2002. I... And I saw it in the theaters when I was younger and I actually liked it, but I remember being a little annoyed that yeah. it wasn't really close to the video game as of I, I would have liked it to be. Yeah. I mean, I came off of Resident Evil 1 and 2 and then seeing the, the, this movie and. I, I don't know if you were one of the people that were tricked when you originally saw this movie like being promoted because it's Mila Jovovich's character, Alice. She's in Ada Wong's dress the entire fucking movie. Like, so I just thought that was Ada. And I was one of those people tricked when they were advertising this. Like, oh, sweet, it's going to be Ada Wong. Nope, some other character. Nope, just Alice. Just some random character, You Alice. know why the character's named Alice? <laughs> no. Because uh, Paul... The... Paul W.S. Anderson, the director, was also inspired by Lewis Carroll's Alice in Wonderland and kind of wanted to ad- adapt his version of Alice in Wonderland within the Resident Evil world. I don't know. I, I that's see, sort of honestly, re- I, until you said that, I had no idea because I didn't see yeah. any of that or get any hint of that within well, Resident Evil. Well, this was stuff I all like was researching yeah. on it. And, weird. and I thought that was weird. And I was like, well, I guess that makes sense. Her name's Alice. I guess... I don't see the Alice in Wonderland aspect. I guess it's like, you know, she doesn't remember anything. So they tried to make it like, this world, what's going on when she's looking through our eyes? Yeah. Which, I don't know. We'll get into it. But So this is how we're going to start right here by me just saying, before this we recorded, before we started recording, I said, meh, it's alright, but you know, it's nothing like the video game. And Josh, what did you immediately say to me? I said, you're wrong. There's a lot that they put into this video game that are uh, little Easter eggs that relate to the... Well, oh, yeah, well. nods. Any, come on, Double Dragon had nods. Okay. And was that a good movie? No. Well, kind of. <laughs> if I drink a little bit more, it'd probably be a lot more entertaining. <laughs> I'm trying to be professional here. If, if we were talking 20 years ago... 30 years ago. Do you want me to give you a list right now, or are we going to go through, like... Let's, let's go... We'll go through the list, though. Let's, let's get into it. So, oh, you want to get... Okay. So, we get this weird intro. Oh, like, every classic video game, they're like, hey, do you need exposition? Because here's a voiceover. Well, I, I thought it was, like... I thought it was kind of cool that it was, like, a computer, like, umbrella, like, umbrella, blah, blah, blah. But then it was, like, quickly in there as if it was part of the computer graphic Resident Evil. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that does not fit. No. We in the first five minutes we need to be to- like proven that this big corporation umbrella is just an evil corporation. So we see that the uh, the T virus in this, or is it the G virus? It's the T virus. The T virus in this, yeah. We see the T virus get released. We see all these workers get just fucking 
quarantine basically you know time history repeating itself i, I will i will admit <laughs> i like um and just because it, people people probably go andrew didn't like it because of the adaptation i actually enjoyed this movie compared to what we've seen recently i i did wish the gore upped a little bit yeah i agree it. i agree um but i thought the beginning was so cool because it makes sense for a rated r movie there should have been way more gore oh yeah oh yeah they they really like handheld on it a lot of cutaways yeah a lot of that stuff just... or a lot of um uh people being pulled into swarms of zombies and then you see from the person's perspective and it just looks like a bunch of people doing like jazz hands in front of the camera it's like oh that's scary they're eating him but it's just like moving my fingers there was good zombie work though i will say in this after watching house of the dead and just watching this yeah yeah, we're gonna compare everything to house of the dead yes it's a masterpiece oh yeah (laughs) zombies could have been better but okay i lied the zombie work was okay it was no dawn of the dead no no you need you need good practical effects for zombies and unfortunately, it was at a time where they were trying to do more with CGI, like putting, like taking off part of a zombie's yeah, face, and it yeah, is noticeably I bad. That. I forgot about but that. But they guy. only do it once or twice. It's very few and far between, so it's okay. It's mostly practical, but it, it's it it's very cheaply done zombies, yeah. and they're slow zombies. Like that's not scary anymore. I feel like it switched a little bit though. Well, yeah, no, they were pretty slow. Like yeah, and like stupid, like. How many times was there a person like on the ground, like surrounded by zombies, and then they're like, "I can't make it up there," and then it just cuts away, and they're like, "They're away." Yeah. And they're like, oh, I got away. <laughs> True, because I was actually kind of shocked how when they were there, and you know, of course, as we usually say, we're jumping ahead a little bit. Doesn't matter. Um, we need T-shirts that say that. Like, yeah, we're jumping ahead a little bit. I know. It does, but then it doesn't matter. But, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, they're on the pipe, and I was actually kind of shocked. I'm like, wait a minute. If they were able to climb up the pipe, how come the zombies didn't follow up that way? And it just... Maybe... You know what it is, though? You know, maybe because we're in a time where there's been so many zombie movies from them. Like, there wasn't a lot of mo- zombie movies at that time. And well, I, I mean, zombie movies were coming out starting in, like, the 70s and 80s. Well, no, there was, but then there was a lull. There wasn't, like, a huge zombies got there's a big boom of zombies around this time because 28 days later came out the same year is this movie yeah oh okay and that was a, that well, was a good probably zombie. by yeah that is a very good movie and by comparison these zombies are fucking trash oh yeah because <laughs> there, there was nothing scarier than when they introduced those zombies and they are like running, running ravenous like I, yeah i remember when i saw that i was like oh no oh Oh no! I never, no, I never thought of that. No, I don't want running zombies. No, no. <laughs> the slow zombies are scary enough. No, yeah. But it's like now they run. Oof. Oh no, thank you. Well, luckily they don't do that here. No. They get the slow ones There's... that are dumb and like uh, uh, blood, uh, <laughs> stupid ones. <laughs> like, yeah, you like that? You like I was waiting for it to go. Oh, like, stupid bitch. So dumb. You know. Uh, Michelle Rodriguez, I never liked her acting style. I, like, I didn't like her when she was in Lost. I saw a couple of the Fast and Furious movies, and I would say I feel like she's the weakest link out of all. I thought she was pretty good in this movie. This was her fourth movie ever. But she's the same. She's the same. Okay. Like, she's always She was good at that role. Did you know that she when she first got her agent, by the way, that she's, she, she's a huge Resident Evil fan, which doesn't speak for the rest of the cast because a lot of them never even play the game mila just took it because her brother was a big fan of the game she's like oh but rodriguez told her agent 
when she she was like, I don't care when, if there is ever a Resident Evil movie, I want to be in it. That's a fun fact. Yeah. Again, I just think, again, it's her acting performance. I've never really cared for whether it's like, oh, I'm a badass, but I'm always kind of sleepy. Like, that's a very accurate way to describe her character yeah. in this movie and the Fast and Furious movies. Every like, movie, she's just oh, I'm like, I'm like, you know, I'm pretty good looking, but like, I'm a tough girl. And I could probably kick ass, but I'm, like, I'm just oh, so I'm tired. tired. I'm tired though, I know. So tough. So I need to wake up and get tough. It's so exhausting being tough. Like, that's just how I feel about her. She was in some surf movie, too, and... Surf yep. Ninjas? <laughs> the, the remake. The remake um, of Surf Ninjas? It was like a surf female ninjas. surfer movie, and she was in it, and the other two girls were, like, energetic, and it was still just her being like, well, yeah, we surf. I totally love I'm, surfing. I'm, I'm tough. I forgot what the name of that movie was. Yeah, it doesn't matter. But that's not a better movie. That's not a better so movie. So we don't have to say... Take a drink because we're talking about better movies again. Oh, Jesus. Please don't drink like that ever again. When we open up and we get the that that whole scene, which I thought was cool because it makes sense. Like, it makes yeah. sense if there was a quarantine outbreak. And that poor computer was just doing its job. Yeah. And, you know. <laughs> okay, that is one thing that, like, is very different from the Resident Evil series is, like, the bad guy is a... Supercomputer, bad girl, excuse me, is a supercomputer. Oh my god, when that computer in a little girl's voice. Stop that. Well, like said, a little British girl's voice. Said, I've been a very bad, bad girl. Ooh. I was like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah, it didn't make any sense. But like like you said, it did make sense that it noticed the, the T-virus got out, immediately locked the elevators down. Actually, it like destroyed the elevators and everyone that was trying to escape died uh, oh, that scene when that woman's head is out i was like even just like on the edge of my seat because i thought we we're gonna start get her see her head get lopped off and i would have loved to see that no or like yeah when they get to the place later why not find the fucking head you know what i mean but the no. bodies were all gone well i guess they got up because they got up yeah though some of them that were in that same lab that was flooded somehow well i guess the doors opened up in there too. yeah the doors open up yeah yeah that's right Anyway, <laughs> so we get that whole scene. We don't need to get deep into. Yeah, basically they they kill everyone in the elevators trying to escape. They lock all the doors. They gas everybody in there, and they're all dead. That's and, it. And a guy spills his coffee before all that, though. Yeah, did, I did. You pause during that part. Yeah, I knew right off the bat. I'm like, I bet you that's the guy. That's spoiler alert. <laughs> I bet you that's the guy that fucking stole the T virus. <laughs> well, I mean, that's not what I was gonna say. But if you paused it, you noticed that. All these characters that they are, like, let's give them little bits of dialogue so you know that they're real people. Their names were, like, Mr. Gray and Mrs. Black and Mr. Green in the credits. Like, it's like you're trying to establish that this is a bad corporation to the point where they set up an AI to kill everyone if something gets released. And you can't even give that guy, like, a name. Like, Frank dies in the first five minutes O'Shaughnessy or something. Was it Mr. Gray, the name of the guy, the tank in RE2? Mr. Gray? No, it was Mr. X. Oh, Mr. X. Yeah. yeah. No, I to... Fuck me. Alright. Yeah. You wish. I played the games. I'm not as big <laughs> as a fan as as Josh is. Like I've I've played only one and two all the way through. Two was like one of the very first PlayStation Two games. No, PlayStation One games that I beat. And uh, the thing that amazed me about it was it had that alternate 
playthrough after like scenario B yeah. of the different character and that blew my mind when I was a kid. So and then I played Nemesis and I wasn't crazy about it, then I fell off the franchise. Josh on the other hand, as he said, he's a diehard Resident Evil fan. Yeah, I mean like you I, I started with R you said RE2, right? I started with RE1. Oh okay. No, which, I actually played RE but, I rented RE2. But RE2 was my favorite. Yeah. I've rented RE2 or was it rented? No, I think one of my friends brought it over and he was like, Alright we have to turn like we have to play it at night, turn the lights off, and I just remember like playing as Leon, and it was the first time I ever actually got scared by a game, and it was I remember the exact part. You're running through the, uh, the RPD, and when you run back through a hallway, these hands bust through the windows and try to grab you, and I I, I was like, oh, oh yeah. Jesus Christ! I it freaked that. me the fuck out. And again, like you said, like. I'd never seen a game where they were telling multiple sides of a story, and also those stories are linked. Items can be linked between both scenarios. So if I pick up something as one character, the second character doesn't get that. And that blew my mind how yeah. creative that was. There's four separate endings in that game. There's four. Yeah. It's so like Claire A, Leon A, Leon B, Leon and, and A, And that was and the Claire thing B. that got me to be like, I have to... Like, I played it as Sleepover when I was younger, and then I ended up begging to get the game because I had to play well I had to play both scenarios now and now I also had to flip-flop it I had yeah. to start as Leon because I, I started as Jill right Claire, Claire. Yeah. I always fuck that up yeah. Claire in the second game yeah uh, the first one I, I played as well still good it is also two stories you know Chris and Chris Redfield and Jill Valentine but they kind of do slightly similar things in the playthroughs. It's just you start, you. I think you get different items or something, and that's the difference. I think it's very lax, but they do have yeah. minor things in it. Like Yeah, they meet different characters, different like characters, Chris meets Rebecca. Which and... was another thing that, that I thought was awesome when I first played the the original, which also, um, I saw, my, my neighborhood had a lot of sleepovers, so we would play these games, and... My favorite thing about the first one was that intro, man. When when you're younger and you see a live action intro yeah. on a video game, it was great then. Then it is now. Terrible, it now is, it is one of the worst voice. Act, it is. It was voted like one of the worst voice, voice acted games of all time. Yeah, but the live act. Well, the live action was terrible. Too. The live action was so bad. No, don't go. <laughs> gotta get to the mansion. <laughs> and then the voice acting. What is it? Is it Chris's blood? <laughs> blood. And I just, I just, I just actually downloaded on my Switch um, the remastered version of mm -hmm. one, and I was kind of bummed that they didn't do what Silent Hill, the HD collection, did, whereas they give you the option to use the new voices or the old voices. Because oh, I would love to play through with the, that would have just been hilarious. With, with the old voices, it's kind of like a RE2 remake how they introduced the skins that were the 1998 skins so they just look all fucking that was weird so cool blocky. though but i didn't like playing that way no, so it's, it really takes you out of it but you just appreciate little stuff like that we're getting off topic i get well, oh, we uh, did well, it again take a drink yep well talking about better stuff i would like to try to do in these in these podcasts is also dip a little bit into the video game if we're knowledgeable in it and then go to the movie so we did some knowledge on the video game who knows if I'm going to cut what I'm saying or not. But. You know. I know. Because you're going to edit it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but now that we've talked about the video game, compared to the movie, let's get further into it. So we got, everybody gets murdered. Yeah, establishing umbrella don't give a fuck. And, when we, and then we get to the, 
the mansion with Alice where she's passed on the get shower. Get it? RE1 is in a mansion and she's in a mansion? Uh, get it? Get it. Though, Continuity. I, though, I would have liked if they stayed in that mansion a little bit more because it was very Resident Evil 1. Like it was set. a very Resident Evil re- uh, mansion. The statues, because that was a big thing in Resident Evil. Yep. Like, it had the... The, the Victorian statues. Yeah, that's and... why it like didn't make sense because <laughs> it was just a mansion with fucking puzzles and like all sorts of shit. Yeah. Same thing with RE2. It's like, why does this police station have puzzles? At least in the yeah. remake, they explain it. And then we get SWAT team fucking. Well, no. Okay, we gotta, all right. We gotta, we gotta have then. Alice's awakening. Alice wakes up. We in, don't have to go in the step shower. Step, but yes, I guess we get half naked Melia. Yeah, you know, she's walking around. She's like, I have memory loss, and. It's so weird that they did all those, like, oh, I can't, I, I gotta get out of the shower clothed, and then, like, you actually do see her tits at one point. Yeah. It's like, why just not just get up and walk? You don't really, see, you kind of see her, you her see, tits. You see some nips, dude. You see some bush. I, I, you do see some bush. I was, that was gonna be the end of the movie. That surprised the hell out of and me. And hey, we're not being perverts, people. This is in the movie. We're really I, I, Honestly, I'm just surprised that they showed it. I know. Like, I, I, Mila Jovovich, at that point, I thought was at least somewhat of an established actress. I don't know. Maybe she's just like, yeah, fuck it. And what was the other one? Run, Luna, Run or something? I don't know. Roll, I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, power to you. If you want to do that. There's more side, like, ultra side boob. That's what... You actually what? see a nipple. Sorry. It's at four. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Regardless, they make her wear a dress, which the director also kind of wanted to nod to Alice in Wonderland, which is weird that, like, when we find out everything in the end, it's weird because all she has is, like, it's forced that she has to wear this dress, and she's got full dressers of just white clothes. Yeah, it's like you've just showed there's a bunch of other clothes, and you're just like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put this fucking dress like, oh, on. I, I may have lost my memory, but, ugh, this blouse? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> and it's it's such a fucking tease, because it's like, no, you can't have Ada Wong in this fucking movie, but you can have her dress. And your main character is going to fucking wear out the entire movie and just remind you of what could have been. So, which one does Ada Wong wear? Ada Wong was the one that... No, uh, I know who Ada Wong oh, okay. is. And ex- but explain to some people that might not oh, know Ada, Ada Wong, Wong is uh, a mercenary spy character in the second uh, game that tricks Leon, who is a rookie police officer, into helping her secure a sample of the G-Virus. Not the T-Virus, because it's the G-Virus. Now... Too. In the second one, she's not wearing a red dress. She is wearing a red she dress. She is wearing yeah. a red dress. I she was wearing a black dress. Okay. All right. Well. Trust me, Andrew. I I, well, yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> Please trust me. I promise you. <laughs> okay. So they do that. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, oh, I lost my memory, but I didn't lose my fashion sense of. <laughs> put these black ass, black fucking boots. Yeah, <laughs> his red dress. I'm gonna search this mansion. And then we get then she like doesn't. you know she looks at a fucking picture, and then we get this SWAT team that mi- so SWAT team busts through. We get a random guy grab her out of nowhere and be like, "Watch out!" And as they crash through the windows. As they crash through the windows. Now, we- but just remember. That person also lost his memory, so what the fuck does no, he know? No, the person that tackled her wasn't that guy. The person that tackled oh, her... was the guy on the train. The, guy, the other guy. 
Then I don't Matthew. know. He, he's just like, oh, I'm gonna. This girl lost her memory. He says he's a police officer, and That's he says right. you probably don't know who I am yet. We come to find out, which it doesn't fucking matter, that you know, Alice is supposed to be a SWAT person that works with them as well. Works for Umbrella is an agent as well. Yeah. Why do they need to jump through the windows? <laughs> probably to put it in the trailer. I don't you know. know. It would be really good. <laughs> If we surprise, <laughs> if we surprise them, yeah, we jump through the. Window. I don't know. Maybe they were on like high alert because they knew that the contamination was downstairs, and they're like, "We gotta get through the window. The front door yeah, is they unlocked." Didn't even know fucking... things were contaminated. Remember? Well, they were sent there. They, they were got... sent to shut down the computer because it went homicidal. Mm-hmm. Because they know that there was the. They didn't know there was a contaminant until the computer said. As far as they thought, was the computer killed gotcha. everyone? Gotcha. Because they were like. This whole movie, they're like, whoa, 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 zombies? They didn't even say zombies. They were, these fucking, all right, we'll get, we'll get to it, but yeah. I got really upset at a lot of points of this fucking movie. A lot. Well, I mean, they called them, in, they called them zombies in RE2, but that's not really what they were anyway. But regardless, these people act like they've never seen a fucking horror movie before. Like, like the first zombie they run into, they, they're just like, Oh my god, I shot her and she's she's still moving. It's like you've never seen a fucking horror movie? Do horror movies not exist in this universe? Maybe not. You're making some wild assumptions, Andrew. <laughs> but it's You don't know what world they're like, what do you mean she's still Maybe there's no arts or entertainment. Maybe Umbrella just make sure that no one has entertainment. But again, like this that. could also go to the what we've mentioned that there wasn't maybe a lot of zombie movies around the time where they felt like that they would need to justify and being like, I've seen a zombie movie. These people are fucking zombies. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't want to outright say, that's a zombie. Because then you establish it. I don't know, man. You want people to make their own assumptions. Well, these interpret people... it different ways. We get into the underground, right? Is that where we... Oh, I mean, yeah, if you want to jump there. But I was just going to say that uh, there is a, a Resident Evil reference with these SWAT members. They're modeled after Hunk, the leader of Alpha Team, who went well, in yeah. after a sample of the G-Virus. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well... Okay. Yeah. I'm not... Okay. I'm not... All right, all right, all right. I'm not saying that there's no... I'm going to point them out. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to point them out because you well, said Well, I that knew they're... that, though, but again, yeah, our fans may... You're like, I want to jump over it because fuck Josh's opinion. Well, also, <laughs> I, you know, I'm letting you guide the, the listeners that aren't familiar with the game with this information. Okay, cool. Fuck you. Thank you. Now we're uh, now we're downstairs in in classic another classic Resident Evil. There's train. a tram, a train <laughs> underground. Was, and I like I There's nothing in Resident Evil that's similar in this movie. Two fucking things in three minutes. So much from watching this in the original <laughs> the first time years ago, and I was like, oh yeah, they have. There's always a train in Resident Evil. And like oh, they they switch it up because you take it in this time as opposed to like. Taking it out as an explosion is happening or something. Well, like, they can. Very, well, yes, they do, kind of, yeah. But there's no explosion, clearly. And then we get the other person on the, like, while they're on the train, who has also lost their memory. This whole memory mm. shit, I was like, ah, oh, come on, this is so stupid. Like, what I don't understand is, so the, the computer knew to kill, kill all of the employees, but it only gassed the two people that were outside of the facility. Yeah, they didn't really explain that. Yeah. 
Because they do reveal that her and her fake husband, the guy that they find on the train, they are supposed to be protecting that mansion, which is a secondary entrance to the nest facility. Or oh, they call it the hive, excuse me. So why did they gas them? Wouldn't they want her awake to protect it, you know, since it got a contamination quarantine? Yeah, the plot trailer? was a little... Yeah, janky. Yeah, janky. You can say it. You can say it. <laughs> I was trying to think of the right word to. to I'm not trying it. to defend the plot, because it the plot's not necessarily that Resident Evil, but there are a lot of things in there that are Resident Evil. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay, I agree with that. Yeah, because supercomputers, who act like six year old British girls, and threaten people. I didn't know computers could threaten people. Hello. <laughs> That's probably just a thing where she's like, you're all going to die down here. Like, there's probably something they just put in, like, oh, that was in, the, in the trailer. That was the budget, by the way, right there. Because that was like... It was it was basically looking at a Game Boy, well, one of those virtual boys. Yep. It's like, oh, this is pretty red. <laughs> but it looked better than the liquor we saw. <laughs> yeah, we can get to the liquor a little bit a little bit later. Uh, that um, I mean, the liquor looked great. It was just stupid CGI. But we get... But... Again, the things that they did have, I thought I thought were cool. So we do this whole train ride. We find out that Alice used to is supposedly working for them. We get the dialogue of what you said that they were supposed to protect. You know, they were the protectors of the mansion. Yeah, because she's just like they, she waited thirty minutes into the movie to just ask the head SWAT guy, like, "Hey, so um, what's actually going on?" He's like, "Okay, let me tell you the exposition." And he's just like, we work together with Umbrella. You needed to protect this mansion. You are security. This happened, and then this happened, and the then this happened. The hive is underground. The hive is underground, under Raccoon City, miles under the city. Raccoon City. You know that city, people. Because <laughs> it's full of the raccoons. Going down to Raccoon City. They didn't sing? Like? That's not, no, it's not when the song kicks in yet. No, it's later. That's the outro of the movie. The raccoon. But did you know who uh, did the score of this movie, by the way? Uh, Slipknot? Marilyn Manson. <laughs> I knew it was someone dumb. I knew it was something stupid he like had, that. He worked with a composer, too. Um, I'm not sure of the name. I did put it down, but I forgot. But uh, Wes Craven's uh, composer he works a lot with. Mm. And Marilyn Manson. <laughs> <laughs> well, more power to him. I mean, he made but, money on this. But movie, if you so listen to the music, though, it's so like that genre of music. Yeah, it's like it should have been in the Doom movie. Like even when he was, it shows the guy like at the beginning putting the T virus in that Zoom weird camera thing. Oh, like, that was a weird shot. I think it was supposed to be like, um, kind of like you know when you enter the doors in the game. I don't know if that was a nod to that, but we yeah. got some like. Um, new metal in that it was like dun, 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 taking these viruses but dun, dun, dun. Oh, I didn't catch the lyrics wow that's, yeah, that's weird it, it was dig through the ditches and burn through the zombies a monster magnet oh no that was <laughs> a monster, monster magnet oh god I hate all that music uh, this well, is Andrew and Josh's new metal pop podcast <laughs> Couldn't even say it. My Couldn't even say it. Did yeah. you catch how many jump scares were in the first like thirty minutes of this movie? Like dumb jump scares. 
What do you mean? Like, uh... Okay, so oh. Michelle Rodriguez trying to connect the power on the cable car, and then somebody puts their head down, like, hey, what's going on down there? Oh, it's yeah, like, yeah, why yeah. would you say it like that? And then we have Alice uh, going and looking at the tank, and then, ah, oh, black guy jump scare. He's like, hey, what are you doing? Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, they flooded lab, and then the guy backs up to the, 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 the lab window and then oh zombie randomly hits the glass jump scare oh, oh, and then that, oh, oh, zombie the, opening eyes jump scare <laughs> the floating zombie it's just so many jump scares when jump scares came around in like the paranormal activity kind of movies right like that kind of that concept. Like jump scare has been around for a long time but not like in the forefront of everything not like, like scream i feel like was really big into that like yeah, yeah that scares. came out in like 2000 right i think scream was 98 one oh, okay could be wrong i could be wrong i could be wrong we both could be wrong <sighs> where am i who am i who is it ah who are you this is jill oh hi jill who's that barry hey are you all right i don't remember who what my name is chris no brad i don't know jill no, that's her name. Jill. No, my name's not Jill. Jill. I don't I don't think my name's Jill. Wesker. Maybe? Jill. No, that's that's her name. Jill Sandwich. I I I don't know. I don't think my name would be Jill Sandwich. Enrico! Maybe Enrico? Are you alright, Enrico? Yeah, I guess I am now. I'll just go and get some fresh air and be eaten by a monster. We have this whole beginning shit. We find out the SWAT's in there to kill the computer because it's gone homicidal. Mm-hmm. They have an EMP to put in, homicidal, by the, in way. the mainframe. They gotta hack the mainframe to put this EMP to take out the, what they call the queen something? The, what they call it? I queen have something, some dumb shit. The Red Queen. The Red Queen, oh my god, the that's red. why the thing was red. The Virtual girls, we'll call her. <laughs> but why didn't they call? Because I think she's supposed to be based off of uh, what was the girl, the little girl's name in the first, no, the second game. Not Sherry, but no, it wasn't based off of Sherry. Her voice isn't annoying enough. Yeah, but I think they were like, why did they do something like that? You yeah, know? Well, they just explained it like the lead programmer's dead daughter is what they said. Yeah, like I modeled that her. Who cares? It's just because they wanted a creepy little, creepy little kids in horror movies or would get people in the seats. Yeah. True. And so, you know, they go through the office, see everybody's missing or dead. Well, I don't even think they see really bodies much yet. No, they don't see bodies because everything's still locked down. Everything's still locked down because they're on their way to the, the mainframe. And we get the coolest part. I, I will say I did like the hallway laser scene. The coolest part of the movie, which anyone that's seen this movie knows that it is this scene. Where they're going through the hallway to get to the mainframe and the computer locks them in a room full of like lasers that she just starts sending. It takes one girl's head clear off, a nice slow shot. CGS, well, it's 2002, deal with it. Some dude's fingers get lopped off. Pretty cool. And then we get like uh, the lead SWAT guy like evading everything while everyone's getting cut. And then that classic thing from the, the I'm pretty sure this was in the trailer where it showed like the huge grid coming at him and he just gets chopped to pieces although you don't ever see the 
pile of pieces. I want to see the pile which, of pieces. Which is crazy. The the they should have showed a little bit more because they actually built a whole lifelike model of that actor and cut it like that so that when they knock it over, that wasn't like CGI. That was like practical effect. Really? Yeah. But it probably didn't look that much like him that they, you know, because mm. it was kind of like a corner shot. They kind of yeah, because they yeah exactly because they show it and they show Alice through the the door glass like reacting because they want to have her in the in the background but the unfocused See, foreground because they and that's that's one of my problems with this movie a lot of reaction shots for a rated R movie yeah. come on like. There wasn't a lot of blood in this movie. I thought this was a PG-13 movie until Same. someone said fuck a bunch of times. And I was like, oh, this is a rated R movie? I'm like, this just doesn't feel like and it. it said rated R in the corner. And I'm like, oh, yeah, like, I guess. Maybe that's why we saw a titty and some bush later. It's maybe. It's a rated that, R. Maybe that's what. And a couple extra fucks. Romero's script was, like, pretty much rated X. That's we would have seen, we seen the pile oh, of. We would have oh, seen that body Gore galore. Gore galore. That's... And I mean, this that scene is so iconic that they they put it in Resident Evil Four. Well, There's well, a laser hallway in that game. Oh my you god! You have to evade and do a bunch of like quick time events, and it's it came out after. I mean, you have to think there's gotta be. Based be based yeah. One thing I liked about that because it's out of nowhere too. It's like you're in like some castle laboratory, yeah. and then a random hallway with lasers that you got to evade. It seems it's gotta be because of that. Yeah, what I I I did like was when the guy was on the ground. And that laser was there, and he went to jump up, and then the laser was like, oh, nope, (laughs) and just cut him in half. I was like, holy shit. They forget that it's being controlled by that sadistic supercomputer child, virtual girl, is what I'll call her. Virtual girl. Because she just looks like looking through a virtual boy. Yeah. Um, We lose, like... Everyone. Majority of the cast. We, we keep Mila <laughs> Jovovich. We keep uh, the police officer, quote unquote, police officer guy that they have in handcuffs that they uh, brought with them because they don't know who he is. They have the guy who was supposed to be her husband that uh, also has memory loss. And then they have the hacker. So four people are left. Four people. Well, four people are left there because Michelle Rodriguez's character stayed back. With her boyfriend, with, JD. Yeah, with JD. So there's there's half the team's gone. Yeah, half of the team's gone. And well, they have the Matthew, the quote unquote police officer, with them. Yeah. And uh, you know, by the way, it's weird that he didn't give a fake name. He was like, "I should be in the records, Matthew so and so," and I'm pretty sure he just didn't go for the fake name. But then, then this is when we see finally, 35 minutes into the movie, we finally see a zombie. And this had one of those moments, and I mentioned this in Doom, where we have a fucking person with rotted-looking face and teeth growling at another character, and they're just like, "Ma'am, back down, ma'am. You need to, you need to calm down." <laughs> we got a survivor, but she seems crazy for some reason. Even though we checked the room and it doesn't have any poison or any traces of anything, ma'am, are you okay? And he's like, I shot this bitch like six times and she didn't die. It's like, I've never seen a horror movie before. But Michelle Rodriguez gets bit. Gets bit? But damn, does it take her a long time to turn. (laughs) Yeah, right? She got bit a couple times, too, after it. There is inconsistencies with how long it takes people to turn in this movie. Because one person gets bit and, like, she turns her back and the guy's already turned. Yeah. Like, later in the sewers. 
So there is inconsistency. It's just they wanted her, that character. They wanted to do the fake out at the end, like the fake hope. Yeah. Yeah, that's what they wanted. <laughs> I love that part. Because at the end, I was just like, wait a minute, I don't remember her living through this. Same, same. Because I'm like, huh, maybe I'm, maybe I'm thinking of the second one. But, no. Spoilers. No. Spoilers. She did. She did. She did I did like the line, though, like, I'm not dead yet. Oh yeah! As soon as she said that, I, all I was thinking was, uh, "Oh, is it Monty Python?" I'm not dead yet. I'm not dead yet. <laughs> as soon as she said that, I was like, "Yeah, okay. classic Monty I'm Python." Happy. <laughs> I got better. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. Zombies are terrible, and we get a whole bunch of zombies attacking everyone. Oh god! Because they reset the mainframe, what gets out of the what gets out of storage? The really cool looking zombies. Yep. So they reset the mainframe. We get the creepy little girl be like, don't do that. You are all going to die now, Hap. And then all the zombies come out, and now there's zombies fucking everywhere. It was kind of like they read my mind. They're like, oh, Andrew, you're saying 35 minutes in, and there's no fucking zombies. Well, here you fucking go. Now there's more zombies for everyone. I couldn't count, man. I couldn't count. It was too much. Yeah, a lot more zombies than actual workers that they showed. They just had, like, extra bodies in that place, even though they showed, like, 20 people maybe total in that whole facility. And they all knew to, where the food was. They were like, eh, we go this way. Like, they all cleared out and went into one direction. Yeah, I mean, I was very hopeful when they showed the tanks, because the practical effects on what were teasing the liquors looked good. Yeah. But then... A CGI abomination crawls out of it when... Oh when my god, I was laughing so fucking hard. Like, it does look like a liquor, but it's just... It, if, why couldn't you give me... Even, like, close-up shots of, like, the head in practical effects would have been better than seeing, like, a full CGI body, like, popping around and... Well, they use this, uh, a practical effect puppet at the end with the liquor, but it still looked bad and it yeah but it wasn't they only for some shots though it wasn't for all the shots they really heavily relied on the cgi to me but you you know again did we think the same way in 2002 i don't remember no absolutely not i thought it looked good then because it looks like it was out of a video game yeah that's why i gotta give it credit i mean it looks like a liquor it's just it looks like the liquor if i was watching the animated resident evil movies <laughs> now let me ask you a question about the liquors now in the video game, do they end up changing with it after eating things? Like, do they get no? That, so that's an added no. thing in the in the movie. Yeah, that was uh, pretty shoehorned in. Uh, it, so they're not supposed to mutate. They there is some lore that zombies mutate into liquors. Like, there's like animations of like their head splitting, like and like mutating into them, but not necessarily that liquors mutate into hunters which is what this movie tried to, tries to do because hunters are just ge genetically created like they show that in the games where they find tanks where they're being made similar to finding the lab where they're making tyrants and all that stuff which we get that hint toward at the end which... yeah which left me very very hopeful and super pumped because i'm pretty sure this was right around when re3 had come out so yeah well re3 thing came out in 99 and this so a couple came years, out in yeah. 2002 yeah it it, it left me hopeful because nemesis was badass but um it's not good it's not good in the sequel of this movie it's actually pretty bad looking 
pretty stupid looking. Honestly. Yeah, well, and I thought the setup for it was kind of stupid, but we'll get, we'll get into it. Yeah, we're not we're not there yet. Not there yet. Um, so we get you know the the team's dead, zombies everywhere, and then this is kind of where yeah the liquors get out, everything's in disarray, people are dying, and then Alice is like, ah, I guess I'll just go for a walk by myself and go find the kennel, and then we actually get something that's like pretty cool. The dogs looked amazing. See, that was... Because that looked very practical. That was awesome to me because that was like playing the first game when those dogs... like Just rotting corpse dogs. And it was it looked like practical effects. There was one part where they used CGI where they showed a little bit of the dog's face had rotted off. Yeah. But everything else was like you're seeing a dog in a doorway and it's just disgustingly grotesque. And I was like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's they great. They definitely just that's got great. a bunch of these uh, dogs and doused them in fake blood. And... Yeah, just put like stuff on them. They probably took a lot not to get them like eat the meat off yeah, of their and, I, and, and stuff. I thought that was really cool. But then we find out this is... This... It's, it's for one scene because we don't ever see him again. That's it. She no, kills all true. of them and bye-bye, no more. And then this is when we find out that Alice has got kung fu abilities and, oh, yeah. and like and and <laughs> unlocks them somehow. See, I I understand like the the skill of shooting and stuff like that, but but I thought it was so stupid, especially later they have a couple times where she's fucking like doing like karate and fucking zombies up by just like doing like combat moves and I was like, one this is not like the game at all cuz hand-to-hand combat Unless in the newer ones, that's a thing. But I feel not, like I mean, not really. Um, or being highly skilled, like they may, like almost at some point, I'm like, does she have some sort of like abilities that they gave her or or something? But now she's no, just, they just yeah, they're just trying to tell you that she's that's why she was put there for security because she's a badass chick. And I was just kind of like, it wasn't needed though. It really wasn't. No, it wasn't really needed. Maybe it was probably just trying to set up the like this is going this is your lead character, you're gonna follow her for four more movies. Like how does she, how does she know how to do all this stuff? Maybe they explained that in other movies. I didn't really, I didn't get past the second one. Well, she, it seems like she remembers everything at the end of this this movie. No, I mean like, uh, yeah, but she's not. She's, people don't usually when they have epiphanies, they're not like talking to themselves like, wow, now I remember. I got these powers and just, like they don't speak like that. Yeah, so there's just no opportunity just for that. Maybe she doesn't have powers. Maybe she's just just a badass. I think that's what they're just. She's, she's just a highly badass. trained in hand to hand combat. And... Yeah, I guess that makes sense too. Yep. Okay, and the, yeah. All right, so we get back to it, and then we realize that the team is. Their, their only option is to go back to the supercomputer and now ask it for help. Because that makes sense. The supercomputer that's trying to contain everything and kill everyone that is exposed to the T-virus, they're like, we want you to help us now. Yeah, which is But they have up. a kill switch. They're like, for, like a computer can reason. And, and see, this is also when the plot gets a little janky because they're just like... Yeah, this Wait. is the part where you kind of start losing a little bit of interest because it's not like because before the because the well the computer goes well I can I can help you with that because they they Michelle Rodriguez's character and Cap Kaplan uh, say that they only have a the the their job was to contain the infection or something like that and then get out of there if they can. But if not, they're fucked and no one cares. But the thing is, 
when they said that, I was like, wait a minute. But you didn't know that there was an outbreak. Like, they said, contain the outbreak and then leave. But no, they were there because they thought this computer just went haywire and was just like, fuck all humans and just, like, killed everybody. So I was like, this, again, this plot, very janky, very... Well, when they go back to the computer, we get the computer being like, yeah, I'll help you. But then here's the exposition. Here's what we do here at Umbrella. Here's what we could be doing with this stuff. But now we're going to, we could be using it for medical discoveries. But we, I determined that it's more profitable to be using it for military applications. Yep. And they're like, oh my god, they created this virus to... Make Which they pretty monsters? much said in the beginning narrative. Yeah, exactly. They're just reiterating it so that the characters now know. And their their motivations are now valid. That's <laughs> true. Really, that's I really guess. what it is. To shoehorn that all in there. We get, the, uh, we get the twist. We get the twist that the good guy Spence was the bad guy the whole time. Well, we get that a little bit further. But, well, but yeah, what's after that? Well, yeah, we get the whole thing where he realized Matthew's sister was an undercover person working for Umbrella who was in cahoots with Alice, which we get hints of. We get hints of that, yes. And then that's when, you know, we go to the lab. That's the point where they don't show you that Alice is not the bad guy. Yeah. They make you a little like, oh, maybe she's the one that released the T-virus. Yeah, but then you also, you left out the whole part where Kaplan, man, where he's like, go on without me. Leave, even though he fell into the pit of zombies. Oh, the whole uh, the and so he didn't part. get eat. Like we've seen a guy, like people get grabbed and just eaten immediately. But Kaplan gets dragged on the floor by these zombies, and then gets up on the pipe, and he's like, "Leave!" And you think he's gonna kill himself? You hear the gunshot, and it would have been a way better way if they, like, direction wise and film wise. If they, you just heard the gunshot, you thought Kaplan was gone. And then, but no, they immediately show and he's, he shot one zombie and he's like, you're going to have to work hard for your dinner. And then he just scurries away in a pipe or something. Yeah, you don't know if he gets away. I mean, we know he gets away, but, but you don't know at that point. Oh, yeah. But again, like you said, if it would have been much better of a, another twist if he didn't show him, you just assumed he kills himself. Yeah. Because he only has one bullet. That would have been better. And then when he comes... And then later and he helps everyone. Alert, he yeah. pop, comes out of nowhere. Which is where we are now. They they go to the lab. Yeah. Spence remembers. And it's so weird. <laughs> we find out because Alice just goes, Spence, what's wrong? And then it's just like, boom, boom, boom. So she was going to steal the virus to help these kind of anarchists against Umbrella... Yeah, it's people that but, just realize that Umbrella is not a good corporation. And then he found out, and he only stole it, and then fucked Umbrella over to make profit. Yeah. Because he, because so, it's two sides of the same coin. So, that other character's sister was going to take the, like, get evidence of the virus and bring it so that they could take down Umbrella legally. He was going to blackmail them and then sell that to make money, which would also take down the company because it then exposes that they were creating a virus. But then he could sell the virus to, I don't know, Trump Foundation, some other evil But it just makes sense when it, but then I feel like they could have just made it the whole movie where it could have been more of like a, like a espionage movie where they're going to break in and steal the virus and then twist at the end. Spence is like, sorry, love. 
I'm gonna take. <laughs> Sorry, love. Sorry, love. <laughs> I, have, I have other plans for this. I thought, thought he had an accident at the beginning too, but I'm like, nah, I don't know. But he, you know, sorry, love. I have more plans for this virus. This virus. Mm. And all the time that this is going on, the the liquor that got out has feasted and it mutated in its. I guess it's trying to say it mutated into a hunter because that's what it was called. The, the virtual girl called it. It mutated into more of a hunter type. Well, that's how they get and out. It's like, but it doesn't it, look like a it, hunter. It munches on Spencer. Spence. Old Spencey boy. Yeah, he doesn't get away. <laughs> so he he, uh, he gets to the tram after because they're all locked in. Which, by the way, before... Again, we see fucking Alice do kung fu shit. She's like... She's badass and Spencer's got a gun to her head, and she, he's like, "I miss you already." And, he, and like, she follows him out. Why didn't she just fucking disarm him? Like, she was doing all this crazy shit. She yeah, could but just... it was against slow ass zombies, not someone with a gun pointed at her head. Yeah, I guess. So he got bit. He's using the vaccine, and then that's when we get the munchy munchy of the yeah the hunter. The hunter comes out and. It says he feasted on him and got some of his DNA, although you don't really see. He's just kind of like sitting up dead, but just like covered in blood. When we see that scene of him like hunched over something in this, the, the blood smear, it reminded me so much of a Resident, like Resident Evil 2, where a lot of times you'll see like somebody look like, like dead, but it looked like they were going to do something. And uh, I felt like that scene was set up really nice. Like it was quite nice the way that they set that up. Mm-hmm. Well, um, what's not nice <laughs> is that the liquor mutates into a quote-unquote hunter. It doesn't look like a hunter. It's just a horse size, mini horse-sized liquor with a bigger head. Yeah. With a hunter's head. If anyone knows what the hunters in Resident Evil series look like, it has their head. And that's it. And then just they gave it a different body. Mm. Uh, they get on the train to escape, and they do, and... You get attacked on the train. That's another classic Resident Evil I, thing. I did, I did agree. It did remind me of Resident Evil where you're like yeah. in something and a monster's outside trying to get in. Yeah, that, that happens in multiple Resident Evils. So that's another little Resident Evil thing there, buddy. I didn't say <laughs> they didn't do anything. I was uh, talking story-wise. True. That's mainly what I was saying. We have the uh, we have the fake out. We forgot about the fake out because Michelle Rodriguez's character was bit so fucking long ago multiple people got bit and then immediately turned but it's her badassery and her willpower that kept her from turning until the very end she gets the vaccine and alice is like doesn't look like it worked because she passes out she's like she must have died so i'm gonna shoot her and then we get the monty python quote (laughs) i'm not dead yet i'm not dead yet and then she does die and turns into a zombie even though she was given the vaccine so maybe she was too far gone the 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 Red Queen did say, "There's no accuracy of the vi- of the of the um, cure of the of the cure." Like she was like, "It may not work. It depends on how far." My terrible mm. accent, but yeah, it she the pretty much the Red Queen says it's not one hundred percent sure that the vaccine will work. Yeah. And, and that's what they do. Uh, it's funny that you mentioned Monty Python because actually when Alice starts to remember shit and remembers that there's a cure and remember, remember seeing tests on bunnies, I was like, oh shit, 
rabbit zombies. And I was like thinking of Monty Python being like, look at its fangs. He's the oh, yeah, rabbit. He <laughs> like decapitates people. Yeah. It's like the rabbit for Monty Python. It's actually. It's the same one. It's the same. It's, act, it's, it's acted by the same bunny from Monty Python. Mm-hmm. He's just very he's, old. He does a lot of work. He's, 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 he's good busy. work. Yeah. yeah. Good. Uh, he's in the Screen Actors Guild now, so getting constant work. Has yeah, his own trailer. But, but you know that he's like you know, saying that's in rabbit saying you know I'm I'm old, I I can't I have to be like laying there and you have to pretend to jack nowhere. And you and the bit. The, well, no, I'm, you were not listening. The the rabbit just had to get a sleepy part. You know, mm. couldn't be flying around like it used to. Can't be on strings. It's a lot of stress. He's on like, I'll lay on this you. table and I'll let you inject me with something. Yeah. That's it. That's all. Yeah. But, but I need a trailer. He did die though after that. Oh, he's dead. Yeah, he's, he's dead. dead. He's been dead actually. He died. Uh, he died a long time. He died after this movie actually. That's what I just said. Yeah. That's what I said, Josh. I have facts. Evil. I have facts. I hate this bit. It wasn't a bit. It's a true. Story. It's not real. It's not real. So we get this terrible fight. CGI. Yeah, you know, a big old monster attacking the tram and slashing his way in and pulling someone out. I guess he goes that guy. And Matthew gets slashed on the arm. Uh, And then they they kick him off the train and somehow he catches on fire. Yeah, I don't remember why he catches on fire. Yeah, he's over the... um, For some reason, there's a hole in the ground of this tram that unlocks i don't know maybe it's to load stuff onto it doesn't make sense yeah but he's over it he gets his he tries to tongue mila jovovich and she pierces his tongue into the floor and they make it like such a big deal yeah and then he just he gets dragged under the train but why does he catch on fire maybe because it's going so fast but wouldn't it just it's just meat it's just it's just flesh why wouldn't it just like Why would it catch up? Ah, I'm on fire. If we miss something, please email us at 8bitmoviereview at gmail.com. The number 8bitmoviereview at gmail.com. Because I really, for the life of me, cannot remember why it caught on fire. Was it just... I guess it had to have been just just going too fast. That's the only thing I can think of. The train was going so fast that the friction on the tracks underneath it just made it burst Burst into flames. Maybe it's just a very gassy beast. Yeah. And in classic quarantine movie um, ending, we they don't get out. <laughs> the mansion was quarantined and Olf, what's it, what the what's the dude's name? Oh, I just put random male Matthew. character. Matthew. <laughs> I, I was like, oh, what a hopeful ending until a random male character starts to mutate. And they they really get my hopes up because they're like, we want to put him in the nemesis program. And I'm just like... My boy Nemi. See, he's the, gonna come and get you. At this point, too, I was like, "Is this movie at, like when you think the movie's over, they take him and you know she's about to inject him with the cure?" But which is weird. Like, why didn't Spence mutate? Because he injected himself. With, he was getting ready to inject himself with the cure. Yeah, but he was also he didn't get the cure injected to him. He was attacked by the liquor. Yeah, but he there was. He ran. He got attacked by the liquor and then ran right to the tram. He was getting ready to do that when he got killed by it. Yeah, the other guy had time, the whole train ride, and then he mutated. So there was time in there. So is it like you have to be alive to mutate? Like Spence became a zombie because he got eaten by the liquor. But I mean, why did he start getting like... Probably just not enough time passed. That's all. Or it just wasn't thought 
out. Or that too. Yeah, it probably wasn't thought out very well. They just really wanted the ending to set up a sequel. Oh, yeah. Which it did. It, it set up a bunch of sequels. Yeah, there's a bunch the series of made a bunch of money, regardless oh, yeah. of if you like it or not. I'm pretty sure a lot, a lot of, of the money. sequels made similar like money. Yeah, I'm sure. We'll find out. <laughs> oh, yeah. At some point, we will find oh, out. Oh, we're anger. doing them, folks. Yeah, not any, I don't think soon, but uh, we, we will be doing them um, at some point because uh, it's very limited video game movies to begin with so i'm actually interested to see the sequels and seeing that i've never seen them i remember the second uh, it, it the second i believe shoehorns in some of the resident evil characters i think we get claire and leon and maybe ada but i think one of the other movies kills all of them between a movie like between a movie they just say oh, that just they all die. not even in the movie? They just kill them off in between <sighs> movies, I think. I hate when... I could be wrong, but I heard that... I, I believe that's the case, and that. they do that with a couple of the characters. Maybe it's just because they couldn't get them to return, the actors. So we finally get to the end of this movie. I'm going to move it along. Mila, Alice, wakes up. She's naked again. Strapped to a like a gurney or something with needles all in her. And Ugh, just, I felt the I did pain. Not, I, did, I don't like that. Out. I didn't like no, that scene because no. she's pulling like. Well, also because she pulls out the first one, they show it's like a four inch needle, and she goes to get the one out of her head. And I was like, oh god. And then I don't see some bush for some reason. And I was like, why is Gavin Rosdale yeah. doing in this movie? <laughs> good, that was good. That was a good one. I know you peeked on that one, so. <laughs> Um, but we do get a good shot. We get a good, a good camera shot for the ending scene. So she comes out and it's just destroyed Raccoon City. So clearly setting up RE2 that takes place during, you know, Raccoon City has been destroyed. It's just a far panning out shot of her in the empty city. So it makes you wonder how long she's been out because that hospital is obviously run with zombies because, you know, the security guard isn't there, but we see a zombie walking in the security office on the opposite side of where Alice is. Mm-hmm. So, and then we get some um, new metal outro. And I'm pretty sure it's just, it's a Slipknot song. I is it Slipknot? I think it's Slipknot. That's Slipknot, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. <laughs> Andrew does a really good Slipknot Live and breathe. What's up? I don't know. Why are you asking me? I have no clue. I have not listened to Slipknot since 2000 and <laughs> 2000. Just 2000. We finally finished the end of this movie. That bored, huh? No, oh, I was just a little bit tired, you know? I don't know. <laughs> shall we get to our scores, Josh? We shall. gonna be like the lowest cheese factor i've given it's like a one i gave it a two for cheese factor it's yeah. so closely what yeah I exactly did. it's just i didn't it's a movie that takes itself seriously it doesn't do too much cheesy i mean the only thing i give it a negative on is like you could have done better with the zombies like it's yeah. cheesy to try to like get close-up shots of 
zombie faces in CGI that just don't look good. In all honesty, it's too practical. I feel like the lack of cheesiness is probably what saved this movie a little bit. Like, yeah, because I don't even remember the cheese factor we gave for Silent Hill. You know, that wasn't as as it had. No, it's, I mean, it was definitely low. Yeah, because yeah, that movie took itself seriously, and it was. That's why these are some of the better video game movies, because they. They did that. They yeah. They had a goal, and they they wanted to put some stuff from the video games and be influenced by them, and they did that. And they didn't try too much, like some others do. So yeah, it was good. So uh, next one, um, I can guess what your score is going to be as far as like it's an, an actual good movie. What was it like a three for you or a four? I Josh, come on, the movies we watched recently. I bought. I've actually. I think my bar has been set lower for the oh, because movies the House I of the like. Dead and Alone in the Dark. I just think yeah. of the movies we've been watching. <laughs> just like, uh, I, you know, it wasn't a great movie, but I, I only gave it a six. But I'm, I was actually going to give this a five point liquor tongue. Liquor tongue. Well, because it sounds weird saying lick her tongue because yeah. that's what it sounds like. Yeah. But liquor tongue, you know, because that's what costs. They show Made a lot that of guy li- go on fire. Yeah, show, <laughs> show a lot of liquor tongue in this movie. Yeah, a lot, and that was probably one of my favorite things of the the whole thing was the liquor tongue thing because it was such like iconic to the games. But five point five, it wasn't. You know, I wasn't really too bored watching the movie. Like thirty minutes in, I was a little like, ah, let me see a zombie. But that laser hallway thing totally um, upped it for me. Yeah, like I was like, okay. Because I was, and I'm, you know, I like old school kind of gore, and you know when they were that was lacking the elevator, like I for an R rated movie that this movie uh, was very lacking in yeah. gore. And if seeing the, it, if the gore was up on this, like because I was like, oh, it's a zombie movie, but then I felt later, I'm like, no, this is an action movie, and and if the gore was a little bit heavier on it, and it felt more like a zombie movie. Yeah, I mean, in the games, you can blast heads off and yeah. stuff, and they, you can see it. Yeah. It's, it's graphic. Even yeah. for the graphics back then, it was graphic. And I, I felt like, you know, I, my score would be a little bit higher, but I'm going to have to go five-point liquor tongue. Uh, yeah, I got a six-point liquor tongue. I mean, it's it's not a, it's not like the best movie ever, but it's entertaining, and I, I, I didn't really feel... I mean, I did feel it kind of slow down a little bit plot-wise uh, getting into the third act of the movie, but, you know, it's it ends strong. I guess with action and setting up a sequel that kind of doesn't stick the landing, but it made money. What the fuck can I say? Yeah. They all made money. So yeah. So a six point liquor tongue for me now, uh, comparable to the actual game. I'll go first this time. So I, I give it an eight out of 10. I think, uh, they really put a lot of stuff from the game in. They could have done more. They do include the RE characters in later games. But later the, movies. But, later movies, sorry. But in that defense, though, I guess against what you're saying, actually, we shouldn't count that, though. Because oh, that's counting. later. I'm not counting okay. it. I'm, okay. As this movie, a standalone, they have a lot of lore that mimics Resident Evil. There's, res, there's a lot of nods to it. They maybe don't get the zombies. I mean, they do get the zombies right in the aspect that they take a, long, a lot of bullets. They're all bullet sponges. And the liquors, yeah, they put them in there. Hunters, yeah, they kind of didn't. Pull them off that great. Um, yeah, I still think it was Resident Evil. It was very Resident Evil, which is why I scored it so high. Okay. 
But again, I when we went into this, I told you I had a very I know, biased, I know. biased opinion because I lure me some Resident Evil. Still, though, that's well, you know, you can be biased in some things. I love the animated series The Last Airbender. I fucking stand by it left and right. Oh, that's the movie I fell asleep in that you and your brother dragged me yeah. to. Yeah. But the movie? No, thank you. No. I will not stand by that movie. That movie is garbage. But I guess Resident Evil. The, and it's a terrible example because I will say, before I give my score, the thing that this movie had that kind of protected it was. Because they kind of, in a way, did what Doom did. They created their whole own thing, but used bits and pieces of things from the video game. Mm -hmm. But the thing that protected this was they used the Umbrella Corporation heavy-handedly as the main, like... Antagonist. Antagonist in this. And that, like, they got Umbrella Corporation... All they had to say was, Umbrella Corporation's evil. Bam. You're in. They kind of, like... Take oh, there's a mansion. Oh, it's connected to a laboratory that has a tram in it. Yep, I'm in. There's a virus, and it's got a letter in front of it. That's Resident Evil. Yeah. <laughs> so they they took the chemical makeup of Resident Evil and added it to new characters and made it different. And when I first saw it when I was younger, I was bummed, you know, and it kind of disappointed me. But like I said, my bar might this it might not be because my bar is lower now, but I will say. The little nods that they did, the dogs, I thought was cool. The mansion was so cool. The dogs are awesome. Um, and I, I agree. It's a, it's a decent video game adaptation. It's not perfect, no. but there's much. Worse. But again, the director wasn't trying. Like that's the thing too. The director didn't want to go in the direction of the exact video game because he wanted to reach a wider audience. He yeah. wanted people that didn't play video games but perhaps liked horror yeah just influence to influence yeah. so that said i'm gonna give this and josh is probably not gonna be too happy with the score but it's not bad i'm gonna give it a two, no <laughs> i threw you off on that a, a six point liquor tongue okay i quit but yeah <laughs> <laughs> no i mean obviously i i don't care like you have you're a different person you can have but, a different opinion but I will say I I was enjoying the movie. Like, I enjoyed it. It wasn't like some of these movies we watch, which has been like a slug yeah, to, I to get fucking, through. I have to, like, get up, put my hands on my head and walk around and, like... Take tons of breaks. Yeah. But this, I didn't find myself... Oh, I have to get up. Oh, I, let me just pause this for a bit. I didn't, I, I didn't find myself doing that. The beginning, though, a little bit, I was... Because, you know, I was like, where are the zombies... We're 30 minutes in, no zombies yet. What the hell's going on here? Yeah. We get lasers, but no fucking zombies. Laser zombies. But that was, you know, that was my thoughts. So we got an 8 from Josh. We got a 6.5 from me. So now... 6-point liquor tongue. 6-point liquor tongue. Shame on me. Yeah. We got that score. So now we're going to decide, and I already know what you're going to say, if this movie gets a continue or game over. <laughs> Guess you have time you go first. Something. You already know my answer. Um, I'm actually gonna add, add this to the continue list. Um, Me too. I, I don't know if it's mainly I've been at, deciding to add things to continues if I actually feel like I've enjoyed these movies. Again, we're gonna try to figure out what we're gonna do with these. Um, you know, we'll maybe have something in the next couple episodes what, what we're gonna do with these ones because now we got more movies being added to the continue list, and this is something we should do. 
So we'll get back on that when we have everything. Um, but uh, do you have any final thoughts, Josh, before we bring this to an end? Um, yeah, Resident Evil's great. I highly enjoy the series. It's, uh, it's good storytelling. And this movie did good. Yeah. I will say it kind of, it, it got me, because before it was definitely one of those things, like kind of like Underworld, where I'm just like, another one of these movies, I'm not, I'm not going to watch it. But watching this and knowing that we're going to have to watch this, like the sequels later, I'm kind of more interested, more open-minded to see them. And especially since I know that they're going to try to shoehorn in a lot of the other characters from the video game. Mm-hmm. I'm very interested to see how it is. And I was looking at the numbers at the sequels, and they all make at least a hundred mil. So I'm very curious to see how they go with this. Um, I'll obviously have my own view on Nemesis when they finally show it. But that said, next week's movie, Josh and I have decided we ain't doing a movie. We're gonna we're not gonna do a movie. I believe, and I could be wrong. Um, I believe the next episode will be coming out on Halloween. Josh and I are going to do, what are we calling it? Andrew, our Halloween special is titled the Halloween Video Game Discussion Extravaganza. 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 By the way, that's uh, Count Andrew to you. Andrewla. That's Count Count, Andrewla. That's Count Andrewla to you. Don't forget that. And I'm Josh Gore, I guess you said. Yeah. Don't forget that, Josh Gore. So Josh Gore and I decided that for Halloween, you know, we're going to take a little break from watching a movie and we'll obviously next week announce what movie we're going to watch you're going to like it 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 we're not going to tell you folks till next week but josh and i have decided that we would like to discuss our 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 favorite horror video games that we've played in the past um do you have, you know, maybe we should announce it now, uh, what games we're doing. Do you, mm-hmm. do you know what two, we're going to each pick two and we're going to discuss them. Yeah. Well, I know we just talked about Resident Evil, but my all-time favorite horror video game is Resident Evil 4. And I would like to discuss that. But then my other all-time favorite horror video game franchise, Dead Space. Dead Space blew me away when I first played it, and I can't wait to talk about it. Oh, yeah. We have a really fun story about the time that I made Andrew play it. Just a small segment of it. And there's a funny part to it, and we'll get to that next week. Oh, I, yeah. don't wanna, I don't want to spoil it. Yeah, we, we, yeah, yeah, it was scary. It was amazing. But, but um, the games that I would like to, to go over um, is there was a Sega Genesis game I really liked called Haunting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I won't go deep into it, but pretty much you play uh, Poltergeist and you haunt a family, and it was it was a really fun game. And then another game I'd like to talk about, which terrified me when I first played, was was Clock Tower for oh, PS One. Well, Scissor Man. Scissor Man, yeah, oh my man. God. And oh, th- that game was just horrifying. So those that's what we're doing next week. You know. Look up those games, watch some gameplay, and, you know, of course, if you have anything that we missed in the episode or if you have any questions, please email us at 8bitmoviereview at gmail.com. That's the number 8bitmoviereview at gmail.com. And, of course, you can find other information, additional content on our website at 8bitpod.com. Again, that's the number 8 
bitpod.com. And you can also find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, we're just starting to post now because our first episode just went live yesterday. So, yeah, you're going to see probably us trying to start discussions about video game stuff. We're going to be announcing what we're going to be doing, trying to get, you know, any help from our, you know, video game music cover community if they want to help us out with some music. All of that's coming up. Yeah. All of it's getting, we're going to be real excited to start announcing that stuff and to start getting into it. So, And please email us. If there's something that you want us to add to the show, if you have an idea for a segment that you want us to do. Even if you have recommendations yeah. about like, hey, I'm a sound engineer. You guys could do this and it might help you sound a little bit. Like, well, we take, yeah. we're just, we're doing this as we learn. You so, know? I mean, anything you guys can do to help us like sound better it's, and do better. Exactly. I've just learned how to edit and this is, you know, this is all a learning experience. So, Learn with us. Mm -hmm. Teach us. You know, we're here for you. Join us. Join us. We're excited about our Halloween episode next week. I'm sure Josh is very happy that my impressions will go away. My yeah. impressions will go away. Yep. This has been 8-Bit Movie Review. I'm Andrew Gonzalez. And I'm Josh Eggington. And we'll see you next week. See ya.